Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. And on Instagram at Little Empire Podcasts. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. Zakoli. 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 One of them dies, that goes screw. One of them's a hockey, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time live in beautiful Auckland, New Zealand. With with myself, Spindly Timbly Wimbly. And myself, Guy Montgomery. (laughs) And you, our adoring audience. Who, I gotta say, Tim, right out of the gates, and this is not to denigrate anyone who's in the room, there are so few people at this show, it is. Worth commenting on. I don't think so. This looks like a good number. How many people are there in the room, do you think? 40. Yeah? Maybe 50. I don't know. I just remember, that. you know, I remember the days. Where, look, what I think we've no, built. No, no, no. Follow that. I want to hear this out. What I think happened. Yeah. We built something beautiful. We did. And we lived inside of it. Yeah. And we trashed it. Yeah. <laughs> And now this is just the people who are still at the party. We paid it no respect. <laughs> That's so true. The Grown Ups 2 era of this project was kind of like when you get an invite to a party on a... Sa- so it's Saturday, right? And it's one of those real nice Saturdays, kind of like today, except today's a Sunday, but imagine it was Saturday, where it's unexpectedly sunny. And it's just like a beautiful day and no one saw it coming. And someone's like, fuck, you know what? I'm going to have a barbecue. Yes. And it starts at about 1.00. And just everyone sort of text messaging these few Facebook messages going around. People are like, yo, some shit is going down (laughs) at Guy and Tim's flat. Get there now. And then people turn up. so accurate. There's a DJ there who's just like one of our mates. It's it's probably Tim Lamborn who's turned up with some decks. And we've just got a real sweet sound system. And like someone's come with a bunch of beers. And just everyone's having a great time. Maybe there's a little herb going around. I don't know. But it's just like it gets hotter and hotter, and then and then it's like six o'clock, which I guess would be about the Sex in the City two no, zone. Sex in the City two kicks in at eight p.m. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That's, I reckon okay, sun has set. Yeah, it's dark, but everyone's having a good time. We're still yeah. throwing down. The party is but it's rocking. Changed. Oh, the tone's weird. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone took some acid, and like half yes. the people haven't done it before. They don't know if it's good or not. 
hard and out. But everyone's heard about this party now. And now it's kind of to the point where so many people are there that it can't help but be a good thing. Yeah. And everyone's just pumped. Yeah. And shit is getting a little bit ballistic. Yeah. And people are hooking yeah. up with people they shouldn't yeah. be hooking up with. And then. Yeah. Now it's 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. No, later. 4 a.m. Yeah, okay. It's 4. The only people still here are the people who haven't handled their acid yeah. and are just still awake and don't want to be alone yet. Yeah. That is who's left that on the worst the idea of all time. What was once a freight train is now just a carriage with no motor. Absolutely. Somehow still on the rails. So what we're trying to say is thank you for coming out. Give yourselves a big round of applause. God bless you. God bless you all for coming. So I don't even know how many times we've seen it now. 43? It's so unimportant to me. Five. And the, that's the other thing is that you said to me when we were watching it before, um, we've been very, we're so disrespectful to this movie. And what yeah. I said, and rightly is, what's this movie done? This movie's done nothing for it. This movie's given yeah. us nothing. Grown Ups 2 and Sex and City 2, we actually extracted value out of it. But this is, uh, this is like, this, there's nothing in it. There's nothing. Nothing. But that's kind of perfect, though. It's like a rebalancing of things because we extracted value out of the podcast, and now the podcast is doing nothing but extracting value out of Tim and Guy. You know? That's true. <laughs> it's um what's, <laughs> what's that called no it's a self-fulfilling prophecy we thought we'd beaten the title but the title beats you right <laughs> right we were like yeah we did it and we made it a good thing and no but no. The, okay look i mean because really i this is the same feeling as near the end of last year i can't I can't care for these people. I can't care for this movie. I yeah. can't. Yeah. And it's re- it's becoming really hard to find ways to talk about something which I care this little about. I don't even. Well, I can't even be bothered to hate it anymore. Let's start at the end then, instead of the beginning. Okay. Um. So one thing that I noticed is that uh, this week Zac Efron comes at the end of the movie to inquire about a free piece of pie. I want to know what the terms and conditions of this offer are because <laughs> Somali's working in a cafe in North Hollywood and um, usually with those deals that you've got to buy like a coffee and there's a free piece of pie or something, he obviously has no intention of buying a drink. He's just rocking and getting free pie and it makes me wonder, is he just kind of being goofy or is there actually a cafe there offering what? free cake? No, no, no. Free no, pie. Tim, no. Obviously not. It's a flirtation. You know, it's like that because the last time they spoke, mm. their relationship mm-hmm. was un- on uncertain terms. Yeah. They, uh, they, they, they doinked, or, you know, speculation is rife about whether or not they, they had doink. sex. Yeah. All the kids are calling it doinking. <laughs> I've, been hanging out, I've been hanging outside of high schools the last two months asking the kids what they call sex. <laughs> I've got some good on? information, but I've got a lot of heat on me. I'm in a lot of trouble, Tim. But so they may or may not have doinked. Doinking feels like what sex is called on Doug, the animated series. <laughs> did you doink Patty Mayonnaise? Did you doink yes, that I green? Did. did you doink that green woman, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, the, the, you know who was getting his doink wet in that show though, Skeeter. Yeah, was he? I thought. I, I reckon. Mean, and that uh, I don't know. Those guys, they painted those characters, those two leads, Doug and his mate Skeeter. I thought they were both loser virgins, and I thought the hardcore bully was definitely getting his doink wet. Uh, I've forgotten and his name, Rodney, Roger. I don't know, it's unimportant. He was a bad guy. What I'm trying to tell you, Tim. Yeah. The relationships. <laughs> Not on a lot of Nickelodeon fans in the live audience. Hope there's some in the podcast crowd. <laughs> uh, 
the, the 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 relationship was on a, a, on uncertain terms, and so she, you know, that that whole pie engagement that had been yeah. set up when he went and visited her before. Yeah, when he was process when he was processing the grief of a squirrel dying, and he'd seen James Reed, and he heard that she worked at this cafe. Sorry, which James Reed? From the f- obviously from the feelers. Yeah, right. And. So he goes out and visits her, yep. and uh, he's like, and they have a little riff, like a little, because they're trying to get. She's too quick off the mark, though. That's that's the thing that tipped me well, off. Well, no, so I, I don't he's think. He's like, hey, I'm here to inquire about that free piece of no. pie or advertise, and she's like, oh yeah, that's only on Thursdays. She's not that's clever enough to go with the riff. No, but this is, that's the second you you missed the whole first interaction. The first time he goes there, yeah. that's when the ner- there's a few butterflies in the basket. There's nerves. Okay. There's nerves. <laughs> And oh, they're yeah. talking to each other. And you know when you you see someone and your heart jumps up and you sort of just you fumble around to say whatever you can. No, I'm a cool c- yeah, customer, yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Clearly way you said cool customer. Yeah, yeah. Executed that sentence. No, I'm very, uh, I'm very confident. I look confident, don't I? That's <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> but so, he, they, and they have that conversation and that's where the offer comes out. Is it's 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 like it's just it's just them trying to process how they feel about one another. So then he goes away, and when he comes back, mm. he's keeping the joke alive. That's an inside joke. That's the basis, pretty much, of the opening of any relationship. I'd say that's a. Oh. F- I think all relationships between people, lovers, are built are they, the way that you build them. The way people flirt, it's inside jokes. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? <laughs> Audience, I just want to ask you this first version of the interaction you're talking about where he had butterflies in his stomach is this something that happened off screen? No, it's in the movie. <laughs> he goes to the cafe, he skateboards to the cafe, puts his dick in someone's flat white, he walks in. That's they, the same day, David. It's not the same day. Isn't it? No. They took, how many fucking times? 43, I think. They go outside, remember, they go outside and they play that song which is like do, 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 do. They play like a theme song for we're putting the movie back together. We've pulled it apart. You'd think I would have like known that by now. But you're right, it's not the same day at all. No. Yeah. (laughs) And also I think I really stumbled into something with that whole relationships are built on inside jokes. Yeah, all right. And I got nothing from you or the audience. I relate, I like the, hey, there's know. a sexy little double entendre that you've stumbled on there too. <laughs> or just dirty. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Good on you. Way to rise above it. I think you're probably right. Not voluntarily. I just didn't have an opportunity to get on, but I don't understand what the double entendre was. I got nothing. You said inside jokes are the foundation of lovers. Inside yeah. jokes? Inside? It's not, I'll keep saying it until you no, get no. it. There's nothing to get. That's not a double entendre. That's you being disgusting. <laughs> hey, potato, potato. And there are ways to have sexual relations without anything being inserted inside of anything. There's external relations. Yeah, true. But, you know. Hand jobs. Sure. Otherwise, there's I'm pretty sure they're all... inside your hand, though. I would argue. No. But the difference is that there's an open hole at the end. And so... There's still inside, Unless you though. give a hand job by gripping the penis nah, from the top. I'm inside my T-shirt right now, but I'm popping up the top of it. My, I would argue... It's like this this great BoJack Horseman T-shirt, which, funnily enough, uh, was a gift from my fiance. I would say I'm inside of. Yeah, I w- no one says... Like a hand job. Two things no one says. Yeah. I'm inside this T-shirt, <laughs> and I'm inside this hand job. Like I can't. Would you guys think? Do you think a hand, a hand job is an external sexual act? Yeah. So do you agree that Tim's insane? <laughs> 
All right. So anyway, the double entendre doesn't work. But do you, I mean, do you think that's how that and that's them trying to build the relationship back up? They started on dicey territory, obviously, because of the the, the infidelity. What gets me is you think that you're some si- some sort of like relationship guru because you've stumbled onto basic human interaction. <laughs> like, here's this amazing thing I figured out: when people are going to fuck, they have a conversation first, and they exchange information that they have in common. I'm a genius. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> It's not fuck specific. I'm talking about relationships. You're such a. You are just a little horn horn boy. Speaking of relationships, what's going on with you and me, dude? Oh, man. I feel like this was a joyous occasion. We haven't been in the same room in a a goddamn fortnight. Yeah, man. It's wonderful to see you, and I feel like we're bickering like an old married couple. Of course we're bickering. But this is this is healthy what we're doing. Yeah. This is this is literally us finding ways to talk about anything outside of the hour and thirty five minutes. It's true. We spent in the hellscape painted by Maximum Joseph and Megan Oppenheimer. You know, yeah. this is two people struggling together. I'll be honest, everyone listening, including people in the room, there we uh, did screw up as we are known to do with our time management skills. So there was a portion of the movie that we had to play in four times normal speed to catch up. <laughs> And we did it again, and fuck, it was gripping because I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. But as soon as I like kind of did the math, and we were like, okay, this isn't going to quite work out, so we got to pace this up. And I did it, and I was like, shit. And I was right in there for that yeah, brief period, about ten minutes. We were it, doing it. It creates a real sense of urgency, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, all these sort of you know long loping offers are very important. Absolutely, and they're just firing at you at like a mile a minute, and it was cool. It was cool until one of the several musical like montages that they used to you know glue together the film. Yeah. The stray parts of drama that they think they've captured on on screen that they just literally attach to another bit with just you know a few fast cuts and some electronic music yeah when you listen to that music with the visuals at four times speed it's quite nause it made me quite nauseous well it, it used to be at 80 beats per minute which as we all know is dubstep because that's 160 cut to half speed but suddenly you speed it up and we're dealing with house which no one likes that's I, the problem bpm yeah. And they got this movie has not aged well because house music's coming back. EDM's on the bit. Ba- I don't know. Certainly, is that that's weird? You say that. I was just having a conversation recently with someone about house music. House is back. House is in, or it's coming. I was in. into house, and I hate it now. But I think I want to get back in the pool. I've been listening to so much house music lately. Yeah. I, yeah. I ride my bike to it. I go faster. <laughs> you know, Carl Cox was here in Auckland recently, and I missed it because I didn't know. Was he here to perform or just on holiday? No, nah, he was here to perform. <laughs> he did a gig. I could on him. Yeah, man. Do you think Cal Cox ever goes anywhere just for a break? Nah. Fuck the dude up. lives for music. Yeah. He's like the physical manifestation in the real world of James Reed of the Feelers before he burnt out with alcoholism. <laughs> Again, I'm talking about James Reed from the Feelers and our version of him because I know I'm getting dangerously close yeah. to some home truths about our boy from hometown. Do you think James Reed from the Feelers. Okay, knows now the, I don't know which one we're talking about. Knows the podcast. Our one or uh, New Zealand's. New one? Zealand's James Reed yep. from the Feelers. Does he know. I mean, have they been looking at their Spotify listens and be like, we've got a little spike in America. Hmm. I wonder what we can attribute this to. It's me playing Fishing for Lisa on my phone down a microphone once, yeah, you know? I reckon. And that song, I used to, you know, when I wanted to feel emotions in high school, I'd put it on. <laughs> try and cry. Which, no, say it out loud. That sounds like what a sociopath does to learn <laughs> how, how to broadcast emotions. And that might be what I was doing. What I'm trying to say, though, is they got it wrong. So they they rag on house music, house yeah. music on the up. 
it's, it's, it's a lot about promotion, right? These guys are trying to get a name for themselves. So much that happens on social media now. They avoid social media, which I think is smart for movies to do because, you know, you see phones. like If you watch the OC now, yeah. what dates that movie is they were cutting edge at the time. So phones in fashion. Yeah. And the phones in fashion is why it's still an enjoyable thing to revisit because it's such <laughs> a beautiful little moment in time. I need to slow you down just a half. Okay. Half a Okay, sure. Beat there, mate. Sure, yeah. No. I'm following what you're saying, but only just. Well, but keep, so we're in the OC. I, I'm just trying to articulate my, you, you know, you, you, and I, <laughs> and 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 the other thing because they don't they don't use social media at all in the film. The only reference to social media in the movie is they reference Vine once. One of them's like, <laughs> I'll put you in a Vine and make you. Ah, uh, you bet on the wrong fucking horse. We are your friends. That's so funny, yeah. It's literally the only digital platform they reference by it's name. Like, you know, it's the they, only one they could choose died. four at the time. Twitter, yeah. Instagram, Vine, or Facebook. Go for it. Pick any. You could have picked MySpace and it would be a more relevant reference <laughs> for the modern age than Vine. And I told you before, I've got a great idea for a Vine. Um, <laughs> yeah, this seems worth bringing up in the podcast. Go on. I don't know. Well, no, I don't want to say it on the podcast because... I, I, oh, because someone will do it. Well, no, they won't do it. Oh. But, like, you, the, the beauty of this Vine is... Uh, I feel like you have to describe it. No, now. no, no, no. You go. I'll, I'm going to make it this week. It's a really simple little pro, little vine. It's good though. I can vouch for that. He's come up with a real pearler of an idea. Well, put it when, when I make it. I'll put it on the. I'll put it on the Facebook page. Everyone can check out my. Vi- I mean, you'll see it before then because it's going to go viral. This Do one we still for call sure. it? A, what is a vine nowadays? Because a vine's gone. Is it just like a short uh, video that isn't a? No, yeah. I think. Well, like Instagram's weirdly, Instagram started looping their video content. I think so. Like, it can go longer. Mm. But that, I mean, Twitter must be fuming. Oh, mate. Wouldn't you just be livid? You would be. You'd well, be I mean, sick. you'd also be a billionaire who works for Twitter. So. Yeah, that's true. It's weird, eh? Companies are weird. Like, Wait, they start so for nothing, and then they're worth something. And then if they go too long, they're worth nothing again. We're like a company, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Enron of the podcasting world. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Except no one got out with all the money. Yeah, you know, like at least with Enron, there was a, there was one guy in particular called Lou Pie who managed to. He was like one of the big, 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 big management dudes, and he fucked off just before the shit went down, Legend. and he got away with it, and he became like I think the the single largest landowner in uh, in uh, uh, Montana. I think he bought a bunch of land somewhere. Fucking good on him. He left. It's, there's such a conspicuous way to do it as well, to be like, I'm getting out and I'm just going to buy shit. Like, more, more land. land than anyone has yeah. or does currently own in Montana. There is a story about Lupi that, um, so he loved strippers, right? This guy who was at Enron. And uh, he, <laughs> he once joked uh, when he was like out with the boys on a Friday night from Enron that... Uh, they would say, Lupai, you're always out with these strippers. When you get home, doesn't your wife ever smell the perfume on you? And he says, I've got this great trick. I always stop at a gas station on the way and splash some gasoline on my collar and it kills the scent. And then apparently one of the lower downs said, but doesn't your wife think you're fucking a gas station? <laughs> and that fucking employee got moved to Alaska or something like the next day. Oh, dude man. couldn't take a joke. Yeah. Also, dude couldn't strategize. What? You put gasoline on your shirt? Yeah. Well, that's a pretty powerful scent, though, isn't it? It's going to overpower yeah, Chanel number five. <laughs> I think I would sooner it. come home with the faint musk of perfume and be like, yeah, uh, me and the boys went to a strip club and go home reeking of gasoline and be like, don't ask questions, babe. 
How many times do you... What's more troubling? Your husband going to a strip club once in a while or your husband coming home at 3am drunk stinking of gasoline? It's option B. That's fucking weird. How many times do you think you can come home smelling like perfume before it's like a thing though? Because I feel like you could get away with the gas thing a lot more often. I uh, No, man. I For the record, I think the good advice is if you're married, don't go to strip clubs that often. No, nah, I don't. Unless you're with your wife. I don't. Bring ca- it. I don't. Yeah, I don't care for the strip clubs myself. I went once, uh, and I got. I went once, and look, I'll say this on the podcast: I had so much absinthe and ecstasy, I was truly charging in a way <laughs> that I have probably not charged before or since. And I, uh, I like, I was, I, <laughs> I woke up in the morning. I woke up in the go morning. On. I had, I had. Oh, this is all incriminating stuff. But I, I'd had two ecstasy pills in my pocket. I was like, oh, I have one ecstasy pill for the night. Because if, I don't know if you guys have tried this drug, ecstasy. It makes everything excellent. Um, <laughs> I, when I woke up and I was missing two in the morning, I was like, someone stole my dr-. I just took two. And <laughs> I went in there and someone bought me a, I can't even remember who, someone bought, I, uh, bought me a lap dance and I got told off for talking Fuck too that's much. that's awesome. <laughs> Firstly, that doesn't surprise me at all. But who was your mate who bought you a lap dance? The name is James. Is it Jono? No, his name oh, is it James. Oh, legitimately is James. Yeah. What a legend! Those things aren't cheap. No, I know. But yeah, I, I, um, I, yeah, I, yeah. I talked like for half an hour straight, and I don't even think I looked at this girl. And then who told you off as well? Was it? Her oh, or she or was like, like "I'm going to go do something," then came back, and someone else was like, "Hey, you got to." <laughs> So I've never really been back. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's okay. So I don't think I'm going to run into this problem that this former Enron executive did. Yeah. Unless I get addicted to, you know, swimming in gasoline. <laughs> then you case, have the opposite like, problem. Then you've got to start visiting increasing amounts of strip clubs to throw your partner off the scent. I think that order of events is all wrong. You're still going to smell like gasoline. And it's like, have you been fucking a stripper <laughs> yeah. in a gas pile again, Montgomery? <laughs> you get home at 5 a.m., very poor every week. Yeah. It's no good. Oh, um, man. So what number are we up to? I feel like this is an important thing that I need to figure why? out. Why? Why? Is it 44? Why? Do you guys know? No one knows. No one gives a and shit. And that's the eh? problem. Everyone is checked out, including us. It's terrible. It's our job. This is supposed to be the big, grand, last... I think, we, I think we knew after about 20 weeks that was not how this would end. Yeah. And this is appropriate. We're, we're both looking quite gaunt at the moment. And yeah. I think, I mean, you know, it's good to live the brand. And um, we are, man. Yeah. We're tired. I yeah. think we're both probably quite sick, actually. Yeah, I think you're right at the moment. We're not at our healthiest. Good setup in this room, though, huh? Really beautiful. We've got a fake plant, which is reminding me of um, what real plants look like when they're healthy. <laughs> And we've got a lovely lamp from yeah. the 50s, I would say. Anything anything at all that you might have noticed in the movie this week that you hadn't noticed before or I haven't noticed before or you did notice and made a mental note but didn't tell me out loud while we were watching it? It's anything. a movie about dads is what I think. You know, <laughs> you might not get that on your first 40 watches, but on the 43rd or 4th, that's when it starts really drilling into your head. How? 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 Well... Obviously, the biggest breadcrumb of all is Richard, Zicoli's dad, who we see in child form in some sort of um, spectral, intergenerational, timeless entity belonging to Tanya Romero. Uh, Also, there's 
for some reason, the editor felt it and put... <laughs> let me... Guys, you got to stand up. Let me just f- finish this one out. The editor found it important enough, and I'm assuming this is under the direction of Maximum Joseph, to keep in what appears to be just a little um, throwaway line from Johnny Depp where he says, See you, Pops. Yeah. And Jar Dad is in there, and he gets a couple of mentions, and you're just like, but why? What's going on here? Why are there all these disparate mentions of fathers that don't seem to add anything to the (laughs) plot until you consider the fact that this is a film about modern masculinity and what it means to be a man, and that's why it's a dad film. (laughs) Almost worked. (laughs) (laughs) My question was, uh, I'd love to unpack that, but before we get to it, just before I forget to ask, so Tanya Romero is in control of Zicoli's father in some way. Spectral form. Spectral form, like of of Richard, her her child, who is also obviously Zicoli's father. Do you think then, because I've always, you know, the, the... confusingly in terms of um, screenwriting, the save the cat moment, if you will, is deep into the credits when Zicoli gives the shoebox of money to Tanya Romero. We'll just just say quickly, saving the cat is something you do in a movie script where you've got to imbue the main character with like a good deed. Yeah, to exactly. make them the hero, so, so everyone's Zico- backing them. Zicoli is a, he's a, I mean, everyone is essentially a baddie in the film. Yeah. So, and at this moment where he saves the cat, where he gives the, he's like, oh, actually, I do have, I have some sort of, you know, moral compass, and I will return the money that I earned by being a shyster to Tanya Romero, who's the only person I actually built a, a, a personal relationship with, who yeah. I then ripped off. Yeah. I'm wondering if this completely removes any moral value from it because he's he's not doing that because he's like as feels remorse he's doing that because he's terrified of the power that she wields and the fact that she can control a spectral ver- like a spectral version of his father is that what you're telling me yes Th- that, so that completely <laughs> undermines that moment where they're trying sort of you know imbue yeah fe- because then it's no longer uh altruistic it is a purely transactional yeah feat of just being like this is the custodian of my dad's spirit I need to give her money. I so need to keep them on side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ripping them off, ripping the custodian of your dad's spirit off from their house mm. is such a risky move, isn't it's it? Bold. That's bold. I tell you what. If some, if I knew that there was someone who was keeping, you know, my father's spirit, one of the last things I would do, yeah, is rip them off. I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> but if you did. Would you then try and make right of it? Well, this is what I'm trying to tell you. To I, I yeah. just don't think I'd do it in the first. It just seems like such an unnecessary yeah, risk to take. So then we've now got to consider the possibility that Zicoli didn't know that Tanya Romero was the custodian of his dad's spirit until after the swindle had happened. Mm. Okay, so here's the timeline of events. So we we go to Tanya Romero's house, the bamboozle takes place, mm-hmm. and then... Subsequent to that, he puts the pieces together and figures out that his mum is a mermaid who lives beneath the sea, who plays piano, and her father has been trapped in a child who is now under the stewardship of Tanya Romero. Which really makes you believe in fate, doesn't it? (laughs) Of all the houses in all the world that he could have ripped off, fate sent him there. With Paige. In Greek Greek mythology, the, the fates is wind, I think. Fates in the wind. Look, I don't know enough to I bring it up. I thought the fates were the witches. Or the, are they not quite no, witches? No, you're thinking of Macbeth. Am I? Yeah, you're thinking of the, the, the movie by uh, the movie Macbeth. <laughs> the, the, the well-known film Macbeth yeah, starring yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, oh man, this is all crazy stuff to me. You know, it is. Oh, well, but you got to think about it every now and then. Sometimes the movie will present as being about uh, EDM music, dance tracks, drug use, and uh, what did you call it before? Doinking between <laughs> young consenting adults. But it isn't. It's about dads. It's about spirits. It's about fate. I guess you know, and it has Macbeth. to be. It, it has to be at some point. Mm. If you if we get going, it could be. Do you know? Oh, I can't remember if I said this on the podcast or not. I it was last week. I thought it, but I when we were watching the movie today, I was like, do you know we did we made a mistake in choosing where are your friends, and what we actually should it's have. It's literally the first time I've ever heard you say that out loud. Oh, I, it's I mean, like hearing that. It's like hearing for the first time in a marriage. I think I want to get a divorce. <laughs> Like, that's impactful, and you just glossed the fuck over it, dude. It's, yeah. <laughs> but we, do you know the way, like, the reason, the, the, if we wanted this room to be full right now. Yeah. We we should have done Sex in the City too. We should have doubled up. I did mention heartily that we were, that we should have done that for season. Don't worry, this isn't a threat that we're going to do it. We're not doing it. <laughs> But I did mention that at the time that it would have been a good idea. Well, no, we talked about it. we were like that's the funniest possible, th- the funniest yeah. possible thing that we could have done at the end of season two. We genuinely was said no in interest of our own mental was health. Was that is, that is like hand on heart. Season the three, we're doing Sex in the City two. Yeah, and then it's a hundred and four times. Yeah, and that and but like yeah we I, yeah it's because we wouldn't be healthy, but no. the room would be full. So it's a balance, isn't it? But I actually, because I, it seems to be all quiet on the Western front in terms of sequels for the sequels we've already watched, which, as we know, is the contractual yeah. obligation. Well, do you know that Sandy Wexler, the new uh, Netflix Sandler film? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, seen it pop up on my feed, recommended to me a few times, bruh. What about it? Got some pretty good reviews. Has it? Yeah. Should we watch that? Probably. We should give that a watch. Just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not, docu- good, eh? let's not document it in any way. Let's you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional licensed professional to tell my problems to so that when they tell me what they think i know i'm getting it straight that's where better help comes in 
That's right, BetterHelp have a big pile of professionals to talk to at your convenience online. You've done a bit of therapy, right, Guy? I started doing therapy during, uh, there was a pandemic, I don't know if you remember, and the benefits were immediate and long-lasting. They help give you skills that you can use when you are in stressful or anxious situations. Honestly, it's changed my life for the better. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all time today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash all time. And this is why the relationship's gone weird. Yeah. It's because we've both had so much on that literally the only snatches of time we have now are spent doing that. This is like, we have to you're watching two very old friends catch up through the worst possible... <laughs> Vessel, like, yeah. You're watching, like, you. This isn't the podcast so much. You're watching a couple of boys just figure out, you know, where they're at with each other now. <laughs> There's something to that, though. You know, we're in a very voyeuristic time yeah. in human history. I, I paid yeah. money to see two boys. I was telling sniff each other's butts and figure it out. I was for a telling while. Uh, comedian Reese Matthewson the other day because he was saying he doesn't like Twitter, he doesn't like Instagram. I was like, but people love it. You gotta broadcast everything, man. He's you like, I don't to. want to. I was like, but you've got to. Yeah. You don't though. How? And if anything's taught me that, it's we are your friends. We're the only social media network mentioned as Vine. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be on there all the time. And they're like, they're promoters for goddamn gigs, and they're not even on like Facebook or Twitter or anything. Yeah. That's insane. Tim, I'll ask you this. I think the the timing is right for those of you listening at home. We are. I do. And the and. <laughs> oh my bad. Sorry. You had another question for me. <laughs> You're already engaged, dude. That ship has sailed. You know I disagree with that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say though is, it, we're, we, you know, because we're at the end of the we're sort of or near the end of the New Zealand International Comedy Festival, self promotion. How do you f- how do you feel about it? Like how do you? I mean, because it's so you watch all these people, we watch all these other comedians online being like, "Come to my show, come to my show." Yeah, can you take it anymore? I'm no. pretty sure I had a breakdown two days ago because of self promotion, partially just, my own, a lot of it other people's. But that, see, the problem that you have, and we'll return to the movie in, in just one moment. <laughs> the problem that you have is that you go on Facebook to promote your own stuff, and then you stay on after that. I'll just dip in scream at everyone to go to my shows and then fuck off again and I won't hear everyone else screaming into the void but well no I like so for instance on my on my browser now on my computer I've installed a plugin called um, Newsfeed Eradicator and it's you don't you don't get the newsfeed you just when you go onto Facebook instead of getting everyone's newsfeed you just get a, an inspirational quote of varying quality what the fuck are you serious <laughs> yeah so you get your notifications your messages any friend requests and you get none of the shit that everyone's doing but it's then ballistic. when I go on, on my phone, I get everything. And I read it all. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I think it's just driven me to my phone. I just, I just reached breaking point on, um, what day is it today? Sunday. Friday. Where I've been, so I've been doing festivals for two months now. And yeah. I, cr- I was like, I have crossed it. Like, and I'm usually okay with it, but I've crossed over and I was like, I'm now actually quite sad. Ah. Oh. Not a good thing in a comedy festival. No, it's bad. I mean, the no show, the the show the was still outstanding. The run's finished, by the way. I hope some of you got to see it. Um, but I got, re- I was just like, "Fuck, this is too. It's too hard to keep telling, to keep telling everyone to come and watch you is yeah. so bleak." Yeah, fuck. They should is. want to do that themselves. I know. 
I shouldn't have to tell people. That's the thing, eh? You just want to be good enough that people decide to come. And maybe... And and but, because that's yet. what's crazy in the movie is they're not good enough yet. Like that... Oh, they're flaring. Oh, that's old media. That's old media self-promo. I'm getting warm. Can you talk while I take my sweater off? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All this merch is available after the show, by the way. Don't throw that in the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about that off the microphone. Thank you very much, Guy Montgomery. Um, I tell you what, though. The, the varying speeds is enough to keep me entranced with the film now i just need something to be different to the point where i'm thinking maybe next week we get a bit of color correction going on maybe just <laughs> give it like a pink hue to see if we can kind of detect any background nonsense that was going on i would be open to any suggestions on how to <laughs> alter the viewing experience i mean i i we usually we're usually but i'll throw to the audience if any of you guys got any idea have you ever fa- thought of a different way to watch it? is there anything you can think of off the top of your heads immediately Invert the colours so it's like in a negative version of itself. So it's like watching it's pretty an, good. It's like it. You could almost call that behind the scenes of where are your friends, can you? It's just like an X-ray version. Yeah, it is. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be into that. Just anything. Does it count as a watch? Do you though? know this is the thing? The That's tr- what I'm obsessed. It, that with. does count as a watch, but the trouble is. <laughs> okay, no. The trouble is, and good. the crazy thing is, this is. The trouble is, no matter Here's what the we trouble, do, folks. If we invert the colours, yeah, all the content is the same, and what I'm now. <laughs> What I'm now struggling to reconcile... Oh, sorry. Talk to me. Okay, so what I, I actually... I forgot, but I was thinking about this the other day. What if we got the movie and completely reversed it? So, like, every... The whole thing plays backwards, back to front. Like, frame to frame. We watch it and rewind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at normal speed, but just flipped in reverse. Is that possible? Yeah. It's easy, I think. <laughs> Well, you could just put it into movie editing software and go reverse and then spit it out and we could watch that. And oh. when I say you, obviously I mean me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be there when we watch it, though. <laughs> and you'll look real stressed because you've just been figuring out how to do it. And I'll totally. be like, you're all good, man. And you'll be like, yeah, you just got to do this thing. And then I'll go on my phone. Yeah. I'll read everything on Facebook. Fuck. It is, the honesty is brutal. <laughs> this is exactly how shit transpires. Uh, no, that sounds good to me. But what the... I that wouldn't count, though, eh? No, that doesn't count. Yeah. So then it's, yeah, no, that, then there's no value in it. Do you know what we're watching tomorrow morning? God oh. is not dead. God's not dead. It's a contraction. God's not dead. For the Patreon. <laughs> People have been so desperate for us to watch that film for such a long time, and it finally won the vote on Patreon, and people are ecstatic. Outside of Tim making sure that I would be here for this live podcast event, the only other correspondence I've had with him in the last three days is him messaging me being like, hey, dude, you free early Monday morning for a watch? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, man, and how's everything going with you? Are you happy? (laughs) No. (laughs) He's not... Uh, no, nah, but we're cool. I think we're all right. I bought these new shoes. The fucking stunners too. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped up on them. They're Reeboks, eh? Yeah, Adidas. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Oh, now we're Adidas boys. Adidas own Reebok. But yours are actually uh, new. Can I say I saw this in the film this week? Yep. Uh, actually, I'm not going to give you pre-consent. I want to hear what it is and then I'll say if you can say it. That sounds like a trap, dude. Well, what you're doing sounds like a trap to me. What? Well, you wrote me into this. <laughs> well, you wrote me into this. <laughs> well, that guy, he wrote me into this. <laughs> When's that second episode coming out? Justin Roiland, who I hope sincerely listens to the podcast. But what a great goof. 
that everyone was so obsessed with like when's the next Rick and Morty season? When is it out? When is it out? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the way that he released it is it was on Twitter and someone was just like tagging him in like a million people have done before. And one day he was like, here it is. And it was. And he's only just released that one episode and that's it. It's a pretty cool move. So good. Uh you, you said oh, this. Anyway. You said this when we caught up today. The first thing Tim said to me was, "My kingdom for a day off." Yeah. <laughs> I would give anything to just hold up and watch some Rick and Morty. You know. Fucking a. It's but when you. I'm sure that you've been having this. Although you, I have to say, you look good. You oh, look thanks. all right. But I looked. I've been looking at myself in a mirror when I wake up and just been like, I look fucking exhausted. Because <laughs> like those are tired eyes. This is a tired wee boy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got real tired. You look... Nah, you look... Oh, you're all right, man. Uh, if you weren't engaged, I would propose to you and you know that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Worries me a lot. Hey, where were you going with that question that you needed my... Uh, all I'm saying for? is this. So, it's so difficult to pay attention and then also to notice anything new in the film. But what I enjoyed this week, I put the pieces together. There's so many just sloppy bits. Of st- oh, fuck. There's two points I want to make. I'll get to this one secondly. The first one is in an extension of what we were talking about uh, with the whole, it's the same content. So we can inverse the colours, it's still the same content. And and what I'm having trouble reconciling is that it is the same content, and yet every week, my way of trying to deal with it is that I imagine they're turning in a different, different performance, right? I like to think that they're actors in a play, and so there are subtle differences. <laughs> and so I hate that... If we, you know, I hate that we can find ways to try and tweak what's happening, but ultimately we're going to face the same, you know, like we'll face the same problem. So that's the first thing I wanted to say because I didn't finish that point earlier. The second thing is this movie's so paper thin that they're looking for anything to create some sort of connective tissue through the different scenes or whatever beyond just making electronic dance music montages. That they were like, they they went to the trouble of writing into the script and then filming, shooting, and editing into the film. Jahid watching documentary footage of lions on the plains of the Serengeti and then like (laughs) you know 45 minutes later in a scene where he has his shirt off they reveal that he also has a tattoo of a lion a male lion on his left pec and they're like yeah 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 no that's content that that's theme (laughs) one of the characters likes lions (laughs) it is a real plot point for Jarhead is a character because he's like, like he's, he's the alpha dog he's the king of the jungle yeah that's the thing and he's a lion you can see what they're doing yeah you can but it's like, so because visible. they tattooed it onto his chest is it still it's like it's one of those things where is it still a metaphor if someone comes up to you and goes this is what I'm doing with this <laughs> yeah that's a, I don't know, whenever you have to say it's the same as explaining the joke right you've yeah. already lost you're like explaining the joke dissecting a frog you know mm, what? how does that saying go it doesn't go like that <laughs> Because if you're dissecting explaining a frog, a lot of people don't understand. You know, you've got to explain what's happening. It's, it's like, it's so what are you doing to that frog? Maybe. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's actually like a, a dissecting a joke is like dissecting a frog. Once you, the frog, de- where they're both dead. Fuck, I don't know. No, 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 no. Figure it out. Or your vision. Uh you know what I'd rather do instead. Five, six, seven, eight. Get in sentimental with James Reed. Man, whatever. Fuck it, I'm feeling it. I'm gonna go for it. Squiddly dee bop. Squiddly bop bop.
Okay, so, as we all know, because we see it every goddamn week, is that a sentimental gift has been produced from James Reed of the Feelers, that Gifted felt 2. so good. Our young crying DJ Zuccoli. And you know what's in there this week? It's fucking a pint-sized coffee guy. Yeah! In the box! Tiny coffee guy! Like yeah. a little Trojan horse. It seems like a gift, and then you get him, and it's like, look at this little pint-sized cutie. He's like a man, but he's all miniaturized, and he's got a little pot of coffee with him at all times. Do you know that, what so are you fishing out of your pocket? i got a plan, um, because... You, you, oh, you, should I not have revealed that? No, 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 no. You, Is that me pulling You're good to curtain? go, man. Um, I'm just going to... Because I... we tried, we, As I've said before, we reached out to the coffee guy when we were in New York to try and get him to do the last live show for Sex and City 2. Do you want me to talk while you drive your phone? Because I know it's hard to do both. No, I'm, I'm going okay. okay. And uh, and we did. We messaged him and we're like, hey, man, do you want to come along? Like, everyone will go crazy for you if you come along. You'll be a regular Tanya. Yeah, you'll be a regular Tanya. And uh, he said, I would, I would... He was sort of confused. He was like, yeah, I would like to, but I'm working. And so, and that was my correspondence with him, this guy, for like, the coffee guy, the guy who we just, you know, championed for a year. <laughs> and then three months later, or maybe even six months later, because I'd messaged him, on, I found his name and found him on Facebook and sent him a message. Yeah, that's all normal stuff. That's yeah. cool. Six months later, I'm just trying to remember his name. I got a message from him on Facebook, yeah. out of the blue, just being like, hey man, how's everything going? <laughs> And I, I don't think I responded. And I'm just thinking now, I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's probably a cry for help. Like, who asked someone who messaged him out of the blue six months before? A really lovely, caring dude who received a message from someone going, hey, dude, I'm in New Zealand. I do this podcast with my friend Tim, and we watch uh, Sex and the City 2 and review it every week for 52 weeks. Just wondering if you wanted to join us for a live record. <laughs> out of the blue. And then he's going to be like, uh, nah, sorry, dude, bit busy that day before you've even given him the date. But then like six months later, it's playing on his conscience that you might have flipped out and thrown yourself off a bridge. Oh, so, you think so he wants to check that you're still with us. He's looking out for me. I think so. Well, I didn't respond. So as far as he knows, I am cooked. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's not far off. <laughs> I can't find him. There's just so many people in this movie. Oh, coffee shop guy, Tom Stratford. Tom, coffee shop guy, uncredited, which is bullshit. I don't know if anyone here has got or listening has got access to the, the back end of IMDb, but let's sort this boy out with a fucking credit. Tom Stratford. Okay, so now I'm going to go on to Facebook Messenger. I'm just going to reach out to Tom. While you're doing that, let me just see if I can elaborate a little bit about this sentimental gift. So, like... When you think you're getting a MacBook Pro, brand new from the Apple store, and it turns out what you're getting is a tiny caffeinated man. <laughs> you can go a few ways with it. You can be, like, super grateful that you're this is what he now said. in charge of someone. Maybe you've always wanted to be a father, getting back to the dad motif of this film. <laughs> and, like, you've never been able to father a child of your own. So you see a little 40-year-old dude who's all hopped up on Java all the time. You're like, that'll do. What have you found? Uh... 
I'm just uh, I was uh, I, he so the last what he sent me was uh, just said just a note to say hi and ask how's all going by you, uh, and so. <laughs> It's lovely. And so now I'm writing back saying, really well, thanks, Tom. I was actually just talking about you. How are you going? <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to the g- quiet... Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. I hope he's online. <laughs> it's quite an ex- insane exchange to just like go, hey, this is me. I'm from New Zealand. I do comedy and I do this podcast and this is what it is and come on our show. And he goes, nah, I'm okay, busy, sorry? Yeah. And then he's like, but how are you, bro? And then you're like, oh, it's just talking about you again. <laughs> no, the best part is... So glad you got in touch, Tom. It's our entire correspondence is six months apart. Like, <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> Have you sent him a message now? Yeah, I just did. I, d- I, d- I wrote exactly what I said I would. Which, sorry, what was that? I was, I was, like, oh, I was just it was responding to the question he asked almost a year ago, saying, yeah, really well, thanks, oh, man. Right, oh, sorry. Fuck. Okay, I'm with you. you got I it? thought you sent that message a while ago saying I was just talking about I you. just sent that one second ago. Gotcha. All right. We're all on board. We're back. We're back we've, got him on the, we've got him on the hook. We've got the coffee, but we've, we've put a java bean on a fish hook. <laughs> What's the t- time difference between us and New York? Because that's where he was last time, eh? 16 hours. Six, thank you so much. <laughs> so then, if we Nerd! go... <laughs> If it, you just walk around with all the time differences in your head, do you, you fucking nerd? It was an American... Get out! <laughs> Are you from New York yourself? Yeah, it was an American hey, accent. Hey, I'm moving so over, do you go I could use any help when I get there. <laughs> do you go eight hours forward or back to figure it out? You go eight hours back. Okay, so right now it's four o'clock, 12 o'clock, 6 a.m. No, 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. He midnight. might be online. This, mid- this guy's so cut. Co- this big burly man is so sure it's midnight. Oh, it's midnight. Well, then we go forward. Oh, it doesn't matter. He, he, but the amount of coffee this guy puts away, he'll be up no matter what the hour, right? It's <laughs> a good point. The beauty of it is time difference don't matter when you're on his clock. That's a good point. So he James Reed has somehow found, acquired, sleep. and gifted mm. a tiny living version of this. Yes. And what's the Coley's, you know, what's... What's his relationship? What's he going to do with them? Well, th- see, this is the thing. So it's self-serving, of course. Or it may or may not be. Well, it is. Always, of course. So what it is, interestingly, is it's like a kind of a son figure for James Reed from The Feelers. Like it's like a little son of his that he's giving away. <laughs> but for Zuccoli, the crying DJ, it's like a father figure. Strengthening the, <laughs> the dad motif of this film. So what... James Reed from The Feelers is trying to set up this relationship with Sokoli where he is sort of his spiritual grandfather. So that's a real power play. I mean, (laughs) to try and be like on the same level. Well, it's like going and, and, and yeah. I'm loath to get too much into this, but it's kind of like he's completely misread the situation, okay? (laughs) That's basically what's happened. James Reed from The Feelers is not very good at human interaction. He's like... Hey, couldn't help but notice you don't have a dad. Here's a tiny one that drinks coffee all the time. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, dude. Yeah, I know that you sort of mean well, but that's not, yeah, you can't just creating more questions dads. than answers at that point. Yeah. Right? You, what, you've, you've found a tiny person with nothing else to do, but yeah. role play is my father? Exactly. <laughs> and plus, we both know that my dad is alive and well, trapped in the body of an eight-year-old under the stewardship of Tanya Ramirez. Can I ask you this question? Please do. How tiny is... Tiny coffee guy. Well, small enough to fit in a MacBook Pro box and not in the way you'd think. <laughs> so his height isn't 
<laughs> his height isn't determined by the length of the box, but from like sole of his foot to top of his head is the is the like. How do you? What is that called? Width? No, that's not width. Depth is the depth what of was the box. The, what was the movie? It, it, it was the Indian, Indian in, the in the cupboard. Yeah, yeah. He's that size. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie for a little while, but I'd say yeah, about that size. Like he's this. I mean, if yeah. you're this big and the <laughs> thing you like Good the podcast most podcast fodder, that's uh, I'd call that. Oh uh, yeah, a, a couple of inches, maybe three inches. No, it's the, I'd say this is two inches. Two so inch he's man. two inches. If you're this big and yeah. what you like the most in the world is coffee, yes, and you've got your tiny little coffee. I mean, yeah. how much coffee? I mean, it's one cup of coffee is a lifetime supply at that size. <laughs> yeah, he is living the dream. How good would that be? That's a good thing about being tiny. You can like give them so much of everything. I was thinking this yesterday. I was watching. Uh, I, I was uh, catching up with some friends. This is why anyone becomes a parent. We were yeah. Well, no, this is the thing. I was catching up with some friends. We were in the park playing cub, and they've got a puppy. And cub and the pu- and the, and and there was a, 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 a some parents were walking past with their kids, and the kids and the puppy started playing together. It was like this is a ma- like because to a child, a puppy is a regular sized dog. Yeah, <laughs> and a dog is a giant. Yeah, it's like a horse, big hairy horse. And I was so yeah, I was so satisfied by it. I was yeah. like, well, this is pe- obviously you guys are going to get along. Yeah, yeah. Why you've got so much to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, um. We should probably bust out a little shining light for the Yippie. Oh, we should, ma'am. For this watch of the film. I, I'll take it straight away. because Good on you, bro. Uh, I, I feel like this has been a pretty, in terms of emotional um, sort of health, up and down episode. Mm. Uh, can I say, it's been really good to see you. Really good to see you too, dude. I don't even give a fuck about the movie. I re- And I really want to communicate that so clearly. Yeah. And I don't blame you, Maximum Joseph. But it's kind of your fault. Uh, yeah, good to see you, dude. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> We've done this dance maybe a, maybe 120 times before. Oh, uh, you've, you've got the, at the end, in that scene that you were talking about at the start of the podcast, where uh, Zakoli is demanding a free muffin, yeah. and Somali's about to lose Pie. her job because she doesn't have the seniority at the cafe to yeah. just give away free muffins to people Pie. she wants to bone. Yeah. Yeah, pie, muffin. I don't care what you call a vagina, Tim. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> in the background, slightly out of focus on the chalkboard, you can see in the menu some variety of a summer salad. And I couldn't make out the ingredients, but I was very excited that there's some healthy eating going on in North Hollywood. Yours, please. I was not expecting that at all. Look, of all of the wonderful, cherished moments in the watch this week that I loved and... Listen to how many (laughs) sentences it takes him to think of one thing. Do you not know? That's too much. I was going to say, we could retire the shining light for the remaining episodes. <laughs> no, because I wanted to see if we could actually fit in our um, new segment as well after this. But boy, have we hit a little no, bump no, in no. the road. You can do it, ma'am. So, my favourite bit of the movie uh, this week was definitely... Do you know what it was, actually? It was at the music festival Meet Me by the Ferris Wheel because it took me back to our chat about Sweet Kevin. And I'm not going to dwell on him because um, we, we simply don't have the time. The, the spawn but of Somali and Zakoli. Yes. Most beautiful parents alive. Um, Tragically, 
lost to us in a Ferris wheel accident. Both of them, yeah. And even more tragically, Kevin, of course, left to man the Ferris wheel for the rest of eternity. Yeah. It's truly one of the saddest family stories. <laughs> Especially from such promising beginnings, having like such um, beautiful parents. Yeah. And I just realized that there's a mirror here and I can see my shoe in the reflection. <laughs> yeah. This is like a dream for someone who's just bought a new pair of shoes. <laughs> As you were, sorry. No, I'm done. <laughs> we can talk oh, about your shoes. But no, that was essentially it. And I feel like I'm kind of cheating a little bit because I don't like to infuse the DNA of the podcast into what The Shining Light is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. So, in that case, no. it's definitely this week going to be Johnny Depp giving a little tip of the hat to his pa. Oh, nice. There's a really good, and it's good for the, the overall story arc of this episode of the podcast because mm. you started with dads and, and we're sort of finishing, almost finishing with dads. And Which is perfect for Mother's Day, It's isn't it? tidy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when is there going to be an International Father's Day? <laughs> um... All right, the Donald. <laughs> That's a good bit. Um, <laughs> that is funny. I'm funny. It would only work if you had a gig on today, which I think is like the one day in the calendar year that you're not doing a Sydney, show. I'm coming for you. Uh, Sydney Comedy Festival next week. So are you actually? Yeah, boy, have I not sold any tickets. I haven't even looked. I've got seven people coming to opening night. There's only three nights, but it'd be so cool if there was double-digit people there. Do you know what I've found in my experience with self-promotion, Tim? Yeah. Is nothing really gets people fired up like telling them no one else will be there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, sure, I'll take a punt on that sad sounding. That's fucking true because in Wellington, I actually think there was not a single piece of physical media broadcasting the fact that I would be there. And I did, I did well. I did way better than any other year. Here's the bit I wanted to talk about. Yeah. What happened in that bathroom this week? Yeah, you do not want to know what to go on. Except I do. <laughs> I don't and I do. Did you know what happened in the bathroom this week? Yeah, man. This is pretty straight up and down. What we've got here is a man whose insides just had to get outside. and In a t-shirt kind of a way? Or... <laughs> no, no, no. Because then I guess it's your skin? No, 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 no. Okay. What I'm trying to describe to you, Tim, is a situation that I found myself in once. I will not regale you with the anecdote in its entirety, for it is disgusting and long. Suffice it to say, at this party, on this, on this night, someone, instead of using the toilet for its intended purpose of, you know, ones or twos, yes. someone did what I like to describe as uh, they shat the room. <laughs> I have once in my life shat the room. I won't tell you how it happened. I won't tell you what it looked like. What I will tell you is this. My only memory of shitting the room was me, pants around my knees, spinning in circles, trying to maintain balance. And I'll tell you how I found out I shat the room. I woke up the next morning. I was wearing a T-shirt, a jersey, and a puffer jacket with the hood up. Nothing on the bottom half. I got a text from one of my friends at 8.30. They said, have you been downstairs yet? I said, no. They said, you go downstairs and you look in the bathroom and you see what you've done. Four hours later, I was scraping shit off the wall with a butter knife. That is what happened in the bathroom. Seems like as good a time as any to wrap up the pot air. So on that note, um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to the people for coming. Give yourselves a round of yeah, applause. Yeah, thank you for so much, everybody. 
Um, yeah, uh, Sydney, this will go up in time for Sydney, so please come along if, you, if oh, you're yeah, there. Oh, yeah, okay. And what are you going to say? And? I was just going to say, <laughs> that's all I was going to say. Come to the... Come to the Sydney podcast. Oh, we've got a live fucking show there too of the podcast. A week today in Sydney. It's Jesus. A, uh, it's in the evening time. I don't remember the details, but uh, we've seen them before. If you... <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Go to littleempirepodcast.com slash live and it's definitely there. Beautiful stuff. We'll Otherwise, see you there, Sydney. Yeah, uh, there's still another week in New Zealand Festival. Go check out a bunch of shows. Stick around for the male gaze. They're happening in the same room in half an hour. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Oh, this movie's still fine. There's a colleague One of them dies. That goes screw. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? Basically, on this podcast, we we speak on all things uh, about uh, you know celebrities, uh, people people in the in the in the in the atmosphere in the in the ether that uh, we would like to have sex with, and I mean not sex with. You know what? Make love or be in love with, or go on a date, or kiss for a bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not just sex. It's not just sex. Maybe else. sex, but no kissing. Or maybe kissing, but no sex. Maybe... Sex, but no kissing. Maybe Ooh. only butt stuff. Pretty woman. Yeah. Oh, just butt stuff. Yeah, yeah maybe only... Stuff. Maybe only foot stuff. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.